Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We are continuing in what we've been speaking about, about overcoming. Sometimes in life, you get stuck in storms. Sometimes, you know, I, I was teaching this, these truths about overcoming the storms of life overcoming the situations and circumstances that come at me and you in seasons of life, and sometimes they come out of nowhere. They come, they come out of the most inopportune times. They come in the most inopportune forms, and they, they don't really discriminate about when they come. They're just coming. And I want you to take some of these powerful keys and apply them to your life. There's a couple more I want to give you over this week, and maybe even next week we'll see how much ground we make but I want you to know that these are keys for you to overcome the obstacles that may come in life. Now, I was reading something. It really blessed me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it for you. And I know where it is, but I want you to see this because I really believe that Jesus has made it clear not to be overwhelmed when things and circumstances don't seem like everything's going great because just because it doesn't look like it's going great doesn't mean you're not in the will of God. Now, I'm going to explain that to you, okay? And I want you to see this. So I want you to look at Matthew. Um, go to Matthew 7, uh, 24. I'm just going to change it around. You could put it in the King James, or you know what I mean? It'll, it'll read easy. We're going to give you some time because I know I kind of flipped the script there. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. We're going to look at that. And I want you to see this. It says, therefore... Whosoever hears these sayings of mine, now he's talking to me and you, and does them, I'm going to tell you who he is. He's a wise man. So if you're not, you're unwise if you don't obey what God's word saying, or you don't take it to, you take it for granted. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. Well, what did a wise man do? Well, he built this house upon the rock. Now, let me show you something here. The rock is the revelation of truth. So every time you take the revelation of truth and build your life upon that word, you're a wise man. And the rain descended, and you see that? And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. Now stop right here. Stop right here. Was this guy doing the word? You better believe it. Was this guy building a lifestyle of being a believer? You better believe it. Was he, not a, was he a hearer only or not a doer? Was he a doer? You better believe it. And the rain descended and the flood came. It didn't, it didn't exempt him from the rain coming, being a wise man doing the word. It didn't stop the flood from coming, being a wise man keeping the word. It didn't stop the wind from blowing, being a wise man and doing the word. And it came and beat upon the house, being a wise man doing the word. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. Now he's telling you, are you a hearer or a doer? Or are you a listener? Or are you a rejecter? Everyone hear these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a fool. He says, if you hear the word of God and you go the other direction, you're a fool. He's saying, you're foolish. Which, what, what? A foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain came. Same rain, same flood. Are you seeing this? The same rain, the same flood, 
the same wind, the same beating upon the house. One guy, what's the difference of overcoming or not? And it fell not, and it fell. One fell not and one fell. He said, how? And great was the fall. How come? It was about applying the word of God. So the guy that applied, and the man and the woman of, of, of the word that apply the word of God to their life, they've been guaranteed success. So where, I, where I'm slipping in the sand, I'm having word failure in my life. If I can patch the word of God in, my God, I can overcome in every area of my life. I, can't be, I cannot be defeated. So that's what I'm saying. Are you seeing that? But the problem with the church is, why is the wind coming? Because the wind's coming anyway. It's going to try that word. Remember that? Don't, don't, lose, don't lose conscious with that thing, man. I'm telling you what, I, I, I agree with that because I think, I think, that's, a, I think that's a big one. I think it's a big one. I really do. I really do because I think that's the thing people get messed up with. Yeah, uh, you know where? Oh, you know you think it's a strange thing? Ooh, it's a strange thing. It's fiery trial. Now that's trying to come and try your faith. Don't let the fiery trial make you think you're in the wrong place. Okay, he said the rain's coming, didn't he? The wind's coming, didn't he? The storm's coming, didn't he? Well, guess what? It's coming no matter what. So how do I know? Well, who brought it? Who cares? You know, I had somebody ask me today. So, Pastor Chris, I don't believe that Jesus brings all these storms in. I do not. I do not believe that. That's my opinion. It could be wrong, but I don't believe it. But I promise you this. He's going to use those storms. And let's just say this. So let's just throw this out, right? Because this will get your faith messed up. Because you don't know how to get in a place of faith if you think it's God. Okay, so let me show you this, okay? We're going to go to 1 Peter 4 and 12. I want them to see that. 1 Peter 4 and 12, when you get a chance. We can do it in King James. I'm shifting it up a little bit. So I said this. I said, okay, let's just, for argument's sake, let's just say, for argument's sake, 50, 50, I don't believe Jesus brings a storm, but let's just say 80% of the storms come from the enemy and 20% come from God. Can we argue that? Can we just say, okay, that's it? Okay, let's just do it for argument's sake. I don't believe any of them come from God, but just in case, maybe I'm missing it. Pastor Chris, you're missing it. 20% of them come from God. 75% don't, 25 do. I don't care, 50-50. Pick your ratio that makes you happy. What do I care where they came from? It's still the same way to get out. So if God brought it, and it's a word test, I'm not saying he did, but if God brought it, I'm, I just want to win. I don't really, I don't need time to figure out where this stuff comes from. So if the enemy brought it, the only way out is being a word person. And if God brought it, the only way being out is a word person. He said the rain's coming, the wind's coming, the storm's coming. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? Who cares who brought it? Who cares how it got here? Who cares the obstacle in front of me, whether it's internal or external? I don't really care. If I'm in a storm, I got to get out. And if I got to get out, woohoo! then I got to get the tools to get me out. And if I, see what I'm saying? And if the word of God is the only way out, that's what he said. Did he not say that in Matthew? You got the rain. He said, if you build your house upon the rock, he that like, he, he, that what? That, what did I say? He that does what? Listens 
and applies that word, he wins. So that's the key to winning. He said the guy that takes the word of God, builds his house upon that word, and takes that word first place, values it, applies it, positions, walks, talks, speak, does. That guy makes it through the storm. The other guy, he's a foolish man. He heard it, but he don't pay no attention to that word of God. He throws it away. What's the word of God going to do? Look at 1 Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, I give you these scriptures all the time, but you got to pull these in because this is the biggest problem. Write this down. Write this down. You, better be, you guys got to share this stuff. Please just click the share. Help people. Put this down. Number one. People don't know where it's coming from, and because they don't know where it's coming from, they don't know how to stand against it. Look what it says in 1 Peter 4 and 12. Think it not a strange thing concerning the fiery trial. Didn't he say in James? We're going to go to James 1 right after this. We'll start with James like 1 and 3, Okay. We'll read it in the King James. Concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. He said, why did it show up? It's trying you. Well, why has it got to try me? Because we have to have true, authentic faith sooner or later. Okay? My God, pull this in, right? As though some strange thing happened unto you. <laughs> oh, really? But Rejoice. Doesn't that sound like James 1? Inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that the glory of God can be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the Spirit of God will rest upon you, and no evil will be spoken to you, and you will walk in glory. Do you see that? Rejoice. Well, why in the heaven am I rejoicing going through a trial? Because if my faith in this storm is being tested, that means God wants to see if I could be trusted. You see what I'm saying? Now, he just wants to see, hey, can you handle it? Now, you ever watch, you ever watch these shows? I was watching something, right? And they had these, like, metal bars, you know, and they were doing something. Man, they put them on this thing, right? So they heat them. And then they, they, they cool them, and they heat them, and then they cool them, and they're I think it's tempering them. And the more they heat them, and they cool them, and they heat them at a high level, and then they lower it, and they cool them, it tempers the steel. And the more they do this heating and cooling process, the, the structurally strength that the steel could withstand. Because some steel will break at certain tension points. And what happened was, I was watching this, I was like, this is pretty cool, man. I was like, man, they're putting, that, they're putting this metal to work, man. And I started getting it. So it's kind of like this, right? When we, this fi the fire comes to try our faith. And when it does, we come out, we win, we get stronger. We go in, we go out. We go in, we go out. We go in, we go out. Every time I go in, I come out, I get stronger. Now, now watch this, okay? You got to see this now because this, this will help you if you really pull this in. So go to this James, go to this James 1. Go to James 1, and then we're going to go back, and I'm going to show you where we're going to end up. This is kind of funny. We're going to end up in that first, that first Peter lookalike again because 
we're going to look at this thing, and I'm going to read this thing. When we read this thing, um, um, we're going to read this first. We're going to go back to First Peter. We're going to read it, and I think we're going to look at um, uh, we're going to look at in, in the passion. So we're going to go back to First Peter five, and then we're going to look at how the enemy tries to do this stuff around you. You know what I mean? And then we're going to look at it in a couple of different ways because I think the thing is this: if you can really understand some of this stuff, you start getting an understanding that. This enemy is out to get you, but God's got his grip on you. You know what I'm saying? And we'll look at it a couple different ways. Go to James chapter 1. We're going to read it in the King James. I'm just getting them set up because I'm getting this all hot off the press today. You know, I got notes, but these notes ain't working. Uh, you know, praise be to God. And all, and, all, and all the people in media laughed. Hallelujah. Let me get an amen. So, you know, <laughs> listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to King James. Yeah, this is King James, and then we're going to go over here. Everybody say, I like, if it ain't King James, it ain't the Bible. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Relax, calm down. And, and we understand this because we understand that in the Passion Translation, it reads a little clearer. So let's read it in the King James, then we'll read it in Passion, okay? Knowing this, now look at verse 2. Let's start with verse 2 because I'm going to get all, let me, get, let me drink my Mr. Rogers tea. See how this calms me down? See how slow I am? Uh, very calm. Thank you. See, I'm, I'm teaching. Teaching time with Pastor Chris. Like tea time. I'm ready for, come on, wait, verse two. Look, my brethren, I cannot stand this scripture some days. My brethren, count it all joy. Count it all joy when? When I'm winning and everything's going great. When it looks like everything I'm saying is working. Count it all joy when everything's going smooth and smooth in my life. No. Count it all joy when you fall into various and diverse tests and temptations. Now, you better get something here. Now, let me explain you something about that word right there, okay? Because people don't understand. Count it all joy when you fall in to diverse temptations. Now, this is, you want to see this word? This word is pure funny. Everybody say, hallelujah. Listen, a putting to proof. Now, this is what that word, temptation. so count it all joy, count it all joy, now, you better hear me. When you, now let me say this to you, fall into. Now, that word's funny, okay? The word is, in the, in the Greek, is per pipito. Now, that's messed up, but fly, go fly a kite. I ain't Greek, right? But now you can be whatever you want to be. I just found that out today. I can be whatever I want to be from wherever I want because uh, they, nobody in America cares anymore. I might just change my name and change everything. You get... That's a, that's a jab. Did you feel it? Because now, man, you can't even, you know, you, you, man, they got to fix Dr. Seuss books or something. I don't even know what's going on in America anymore. I'm just praying for it. Oh, help me, Jesus. Help. I need more tea. <laughs> here, help me. Pray for your pastor. I'm going to need a lot of help. I'm going to need, I'm, you're going to have to up the security around here. Oh Jesus, I'm about right. I'm gonna let it loose. You know what? I think this is the. I think I am. This is the calm before my storm. You feel it? I'm very calm today. So that means I'm getting ready to get. I'm gonna be storming in the, over this nonsense. Just laugh with me before you're ready. Now listen. Let me show you this word. Okay. Now listen. That means fall into something that is around you. Now I want you to understand this. He doesn't mean like fall, like fall like you messed up. He means, count it all joy when you're encompassed all around you 
all around you, what? With various tests and trials. Now, who in their right mind gets happy when this happens? Are, are you with me? Now, he's saying, like, these things are all around you. And you're like, yeah, get excited. You see what I'm saying? Like, fall and you think, I made a mistake. No, I didn't say you made a mistake. That ain't this fall. When stuff shows up all around you, you're doing the right thing, get happy. See, I don't have a problem. See, fall gives me the opinion, like, well, you fell, and because you fell, you bumped your knee, that's on you. Walk right. That's a great, that is such a powerful revelation, right? Ooh, I know you said, you've been cussing last week, and now you got problems. You're like, ooh, the cuss got me the problem. Ooh, I was walking out of love last month, and now the walking out of love got me a problem. That's almost, that's almost identifiable and agreeable with. But I ain't talking about that. I talk about you a goody two-shoe, Jesus-loving, tongue-talking, no-cussing. Bring your Bible to church. Took a shower on Sunday and cleaned up Christian. Mm-hmm. And now you encompassed with drama. And you going, great. Where do you count this all joy? Because you know like I do, it's a whole lot easier to handle drama when you know you caused it. It's a whole lot easier to handle financial pressure when you know you didn't do your part. It's a whole lot easier. But I'm talking about when you're doing it right, baby. Woo, I'm preaching good, amen. You know what I'm saying? I've been to church every day from the new year. I gave in that first fruits. I did my Bible. Pastor Chris, I'm going to punch you in the eye. I'm going to hit you right in the eye. Wow, 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 crack in the eye. Making me mad. I'm talking about good stuff. And now you're like, why do I got to go through this? Temptation is trying. Now, you got to look at this word, temptation. Now, this word will jack you up, too. <laughs> this word's evil. <laughs> Let me tell you right here. Parasmos. Okay, that's the better translation. What's that mean in the Greek? Now, I ain't no Rick Renner or none of that, so bear with me. <laughs> of putting to proof by experiment of good experience and of evil, great. This is great. Discipline, adversity, temptation. So this is great. So it's either going to be, I'm going to be put to proof my faith by good and evil. Yeah. There's definition. Now, if you don't know who there is, it's a Bible definition from a scholar. An experiment. Oh, great. <laughs> Where do you sign up for this experiment? Oh. A trial. Who wants to go to trial? I don't want to go to trial for nothing. Approving. A trial proving the trial made of you by bodily condition, attesting the love of someone. It's going to test your love walk. It's going to test your body. It's going to test everything. The trial of a man's integrity, virtue, and consistency. Great. Now, are you pulling that in? Knowing that, now here's the part. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Well, great. Wonderful. Remember I told you, I don't need that. How many like apples? Right? Do you like apples? Raise your hand if you like apples. Like apples? 
I could care less if I eat an apple another day in my life. How about you? I ain't gonna lose sleep over it. How many like oranges? Well, I like oranges. I could care less if I eat another apple, orange, pear. I don't care about none of that mess. I do not want patience. I don't need it. It's a fruit that can pass me by. I don't like it. I don't like developing it. I don't like nothing about it. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Great. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, guess what? That's why it's here. Now, let me show you something here. Now, we're going, that's when we go back in a minute. But let patience have her perfect work. Well, what you mean patience got to work? What's patience project? You. That you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. You see that right there? So when patience is done because faith is being tried because of trials and temptations, you are going to be here. You are what? You are going to have what? Entire wanting nothing. Now that's vague, but very clear. Now I'm going to show you something here that can help you. What do you mean it's like that? Okay? Okay? There's going to be every part of you, nothing missing, nothing lacking. It's completing you. It's establishing you. It's settling you. Listen to what it says in the message. Okay? What? Um, let it do its work. You want to see it in the message? It says, so don't try to get out of anything <laughs> prematurely. Oh, my God. You want to go there? Let them see it because they'll believe, they won't believe I'm, They'll think I'm making it up. <laughs> go to James 1-3 in the message. Have some tea time. Oh, my God. I feel like throwing this cup for tea time. Tea time's over. Thank you. Look at, look at, look at Ephesians 1 and 3. I'm sorry. How I get I'm all mad. I can't even think straight. Go to James 1 and 3 in the message. You are, you're going you're gonna to love this. And then I'm going to let you guys get out of here in a minute. So, so look at this. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open. Let's go to verse 2. Let's really agonize. Come on now. Let's all go on a pain. Come on. Let's all go to, through a painful journey. <laughs> let's all go through a painful journey in the Bible. <laughs> Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Oh, my God. You know? No, what? Under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So if you're all over the place, you got to work on this. Don't try to get out of anything prematurely. All I've been doing is trying to get out of this. You mean there's a timeline of development in what I've been trying to get out of? Let it do its work. So this is a project? Yes. So you become mature, spiritual growth, and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Mm, spiritual growth. Now, God doesn't care about your comfort. He cares about your growth. See, that's the part people don't get. Like, well, you know, this is uncomfortable. Well, guess what? God didn't ask you if you were on a, magic, magic, ma a, 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 a magical carpet ride here of comfort. He don't care. He loves you. He wants you to grow. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to God and give you wisdom. Now, look at this. I'm going to give you this scripture. And then, you know, remember we were talking about that five? 
First Peter 5. Now, I want you to see this now, okay, because this is going to help you. kind of goes together. Um, you can start with verse, like, you can start with verse 8, keep a cool head, that one. But I, I like to see it in the King James, <clears throat> if you could. If you could pop that First Peter 5, 8 in the King James, and then we'll look at it maybe in the, um, the Passion or something like that later. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Let's just do it in the King James and then we'll stay there. Five and five. Likewise, five, eight, I'm sorry. Be sober and be vigilant. Got that? Perfect. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walk about seeking to be made devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Okay, okay, okay. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. There's that faith word. So he said, watch the enemy. He's coming at you in all these different avenues. Okay, okay with that. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Okay, I'm cool. Knowing the same afflictions are dealing, everybody's dealing with them. I, I, I got that. Okay. But the God of all grace, now watch this. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing the same affliction accomplished in your brethren in the world. Now watch this. But the God of all grace, who hath called us in, in unto his eternal glory by Christ. After you suffered a while, and everybody, nobody likes that. Don't tell me about the suffering. I don't want to hear it. But he said, when you stay in faith, you might suffer for a minute. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To God be glory, dominion, and to him be glory, dominion, and ever and ever. Did you get that in? Did you pull that in? Did you pull that in? So keep that what? Why? Because once you get through this thing, you're going to be perfect. You're going to be established. You're going to be settled. You ain't going to have to think about this. You're going to personally, powerfully restore you, make you stronger than ever. That's what it's about. I don't like the midst. I don't want to be in the midst of it when it's going on. So here's what I want you to do. Write this down. God is not moved by the adversities we faith, and neither should we be. Just write that down. God's not moved by this stuff, but all this stuff is coming with a design destination to get you to get off your faith. But you ain't going to get off it. No, you're not. You're going to stay the course of time no matter what. Okay? If you're doing what God called you to do and trying to fulfill your vision, being obedient to divine direction, and you're trying to go in this direction, stuff's going to happen no matter what. The enemy ain't going to just sit there and say, oh, you know, you're make you think it's going good. He wants to do whatever he can do to take your focus. Okay? That's why he runs rampant with fear in the earth. He's trying to freak people out so they never step out. Fear is the opposite of faith. Fear, my God in heaven, someone's going to get a breakthrough in fear right now. Fear is trying to stop you in the arena of your life. Fear, the spirit of fear. You know, you, 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 you like, oh, oh, man. You know, it's like running in your mind. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Man, you're going to shut that thing off. You're going to get authority over the spirit of fear. You're going to take authority over the spirit of fear. You're going to take authority over it right now in Jesus' name. You're going to bind the spirit of fear from ever working in your life again. That's what it's trying to do. What are you going to do? I bind you, spirit of fear. Rebuke it. It's evil. That's what the disciples fear made them forget, fear made them forget God's faithfulness. 
Did you get that? Fear, the spirit of fear is a master eradicator of the faithfulness of God. That's why God hates it. Because the minute fear shows up, you forget everything God did for you. Because it's, it's void of love. So when fear shows up, perfect love casts out fear. So fear, fear, fear shows up to help you destroy the faithfulness of God in your life. Ain't that crazy? So fear is an eradicator of the love of God because it, it throws out everything that God has done to you through faithfulness. And it's in a moment, it makes you, well, God don't care. No, God cares. Fear made them forget the 24 hours a day, seven days a week, faithfulness of God. And I, and I man, I'll tell you what, they were fearful, they were frantic, and they were faithless, man. You know? And I mean, that's Isaiah 41.10. The Message Bible, Isaiah 41.10. I'm just going to give you this scripture here. And then I'm going to talk about some stuff, and then that's the, that's the scripture I'm going to give you right there. Don't panic, I'm with you. Man, you better read that in a message. Isaiah 41, 10, 11, 12. Because you got internal storms and you got external storms. Battles from without and battles from within. You got battles. Battles! But you're going to win them. Fear tries to jack up God's faithfulness in your life, okay? So if you look at this, Isaiah 41.10, Message Bible, don't panic. I'm with you. Right there, that throws fear out the window. There's no need to fear, for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. I'll keep a firm grip on you. Count on it. Everyone who had it in for you, will end up out in the cold. Woo, real losers. <laughs> I like that. Those who worked against you will end up empty-handed, nothing to show for their lives. My God in heaven, when you go out looking for your old adversaries, you ain't going to find them. Not a trace of your old enemies, not even a memory. That's right. Because I, your God, have a firm grip on you, and I'm not letting go. I'm telling you, don't panic. I'm right here to help you. My God in heaven, even in the midst of your personal storms, God's got his firm grip on you. That's important to know that. I'm telling you, these internal, external storms are drama trying to come and get you to quit on God's faithfulness. And that's what he tries to do. He tries to get you in fear because fear is the reciprocal of faith. That's what happened with that boat ride. Remember I told you that? They got back in the boat, everything stopped. You don't see the wind. Remember I told you that last week? How in the world did you see the wind? Like, watch. Here, watch. We're doing an experiment, right? Here, I got these tea bags. Look, right? Can you see them? Watch. You don't watch. See? Look, at. I got an illustrated sermon. Watch this. Let me get the. Why don't you like to be my neighbor? Just walk my, look at my, I feel the anointing. I watch my illustrated sermon. See this? See that? Those bags? Watch. Can you see the wind? You can hear it. 
Watch this. No mic. You see the effects of the wind. You don't see the wind. That's what the enemy does. He's a big smoke screen. Look at all this. Oh, you see the effects of the devil. It's all around. Trying to freak you out about stuff God wants you to show you his faithfulness in. Ah, oh, you better get that. That's why the storm showed up. Some of you just got to lean back and just, come on, man, bring it. Bring it. I'm going to win. I always win. God already gave me the victory. Even in the midst of the personal storms of life, you have to realize God's got a firm grip on you. There's going to be battles from without, but there's going to be battles within. There's external storms and there's going to be internal storms. When you're in the midst of the storm of life, call on the presence of God to show up and get in that word. I promise you it's true. That's important there because that's what happens when we get there. Now, I want you to see something here. I like what it said in James chapter 1. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, ask. Why can't you ask, God, why am I where I'm at right now? What, are you scared to get an answer? Do you not want to know? Are you afraid you're not going to hear him? Why am I in the middle of this? What am I learning in the middle of this? Is there some life lesson I need to take out of this storm? Is there something you're trying to show me to get my attention? Is there something you're trying to tell me? Is that why this storm arose? To try to get my attention to do the things of God? Am I speaking the word? Am I using the tools you gave me within the midst of this thing? You know, I like this. I like this scripture in Jeremiah 29, 12, 13, 14, and Amplified. Just, just, just pull that in real slow. That's kind of a curveball. But man, this is a strong scripture to help you. Then, you, now I like it in the Amplified. If you need the peace of God in your life and you need deliverance from the storms of adversity, listen to what Jeremiah said. In the Amplified Bible, it overexpounds and helps. Man, this is so rich. Then you will call upon me. You will come and pray to me, and I will hear you, and I will heed to you. What do you mean? I'll listen to you. Then you will seek me, inquire for, and require me as a vital necessity, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord and I will release you from captivity. Man, isn't that good? Isn't that good? I'm going to release you from the captivity. Man, that's so good. Everybody's going to have to go through spiritual training. So when you encounter the storms of life, you can be victorious. Now, this is what I want to show you. I think this is what you got to see. Spiritual preparation always precedes spiritual victories over the storms of life. Now, I just shared this a little ways back. And, I, and, and, you know, on Sunday, I gave you my video teaching. And I really wanted to take time with that. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness as part of the assignment. You're thinking, you got to be kidding me. Why would the Spirit of God be leading me to a place 
of great opposition because the benefit of what you're going to receive when you come out of the opposition, let me tell you what happens. You're preparing for the four, that 40 days prior, he was preparing for the test he was going to face. Everything you're doing right now is preparing you for the spiritual tests that are coming in your future. Don't fall asleep in the studying. This is when you build and develop the faith tools, faith principles, opportunities of faith to overcome the circumstances of life. Did you see it? Strong concept. Strong. It's really strong because you got to think about spiritual preparation always precedes victories over the storms of life. So what happens if I don't prepare? What if I don't go through the mini storms of life and overcome, and then I get prepped for the big one, and I can't make Well, what would happen if Jesus didn't know how to say it is written? Jesus didn't have the opportunity to rely on someone to get him out of the situation. He had to get himself out with the word of God, even though he was the son of God. See, that's what we got to learn, guys. I am telling you, we put too much responsibility back on God, and God has put the responsibility on the church, and we need to take the tools of life and declare and decree. I've been doing it even here. We've been, we've been walking through some stuff, and I declare and decree what's going to happen. No harm is going to come nigh us. We're going to get total favor. You got to stand together. Yeah, I'd like to give it to Jesus. Jesus, you take care of it. Jesus is like, no, I can't. You got the authority in the earth. Make your authority work in the earth against the works of the enemy. You got to rely on the world. You got to rely on the word, and the minute you do, all your fears will leave. That's important. Because that's what I was. God's word tells you and me what we need to do. It's so true. Remember we read it? Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Man, you could get a bunch of scriptures to tell you what's going on there. But guess what? God's right there with you. He never leave you nor forsake you. You know? I'm telling you, man, it's so important. Don't, don't waver. Don't doubt. Don't fear. Don't worry. Don't hesitate. Don't panic. Don't start panicking. Every time, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Nah, man, don't, don't let it rattle you. Can you look at that? Um, um, I'm going to give you a couple, just a couple of these might help them see it. Listen to this one. I love this. Um, Psalm, Psalm 118.6 in the message. I'm going to give you two of these in the message. And then Deuteronomy 20, verse 1, and then you guys will get it. You guys will really pull this in. First and foremost, don't be afraid. God is with you. You always got to remember God is with me. I, I don't know how many times we got to remind ourselves God is with us. Look at Psalm 118.6 in the message. Psalm 118.6 in the message. This thing is, is like, is he for real? God, God's now at my side, and I'm not afraid. Who would dare lay a hand on me? Ain't that good? God is right there. He's right there with me. He's telling you, man, ain't nobody going to get you. If God got you, nobody else can get you. Look at Deuteronomy 20, verse 1, Message Bible, and I'll tell you why. If this doesn't seal it, um, I, don't know, I don't know how else um, to kind of pull this in. In Deuteronomy 20, verse 1, I want you to see this. It says, in a few minutes, you're going to do battle with your enemies. Don't waver in resolve. 
Man, see that? Don't fear. Don't hesitate. Don't panic. God, your God, is right there with you, fighting with you against your enemies, fighting to win. Don't what? Look, I'll give you another one. You want another one? How about Psalm 139.5 message? Don't waver. Don't doubt. Don't fear. Don't worry. Don't hesitate. Don't panic. God's going to bring you to victory. You know, when I leave and when I get back, I'm never out of your sight. Woo! You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me, and what? <laughs> you're there. I look up ahead, and you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much, too wonderful. I can't take it all in. My God in heaven. When you face the storms of life, you got to tell the storm how big your God is. And I, I just was sharing that, and that blessed me. We make our problems so big and God so small, by the time we go pray, we ain't got no faith. It's true. It's true. We make our problems so huge, by the time we go pray, we ain't got no faith. I want you to start speaking about how big God is in every situation and circumstance. Life. When you face the storms of life, tell your circumstances and everybody else in your boat, chill out. And that's a big one, man. And I might even touch base with that. You got to tell the people around you, chill. Ooh, this is a good one. Sometimes you're going to have to tell the people close to you, you need to chill out because we're going to win. And the only way to win, woo, your only way to win, all I do is win. How, you gotta, I'm telling you now, the only thing you got to do to win is what? Hush the mouth of the people around you. Some of the people around you, they're melting faster than a snowman in 80-degree weather. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? They're like, ooh, pastor. And you know, you got, you got your spouse. Now, some of you, you're living with it. You're living with the snowman. Melting. Now, I'm going to be careful here because I don't want to get nobody in trouble. But you know what I mean? We have to have agreement in some of these storms of life. And sometimes... People on the staff, like, gosh, I'll do it with me, right? Sometimes the people on staff can't get to a place of faith that I can get to. So I got to be, I got to navigate with them for a minute to say, okay, let's build it up. I got to be a calming factor in the midst of the problems of life. Now, if I lose it, there probably ain't no hope for some of these jokers because they don't have the capacity. But here's what I'm saying. You can't have nervous Nilly over here freaking out over what's going on, and then we're going to get to a place of faith. You got to check the people on the boat. Woo! Who's on your boat shaking and knee knocking, and you're going to make it? 
when facing the storms of life, tell the circumstances and the people in the boat, peace be still. How many of you know you got to tell sometimes the people in the boat, peace be still? I want to know this. Who woke up Jesus? Don't be the one that wake up Jesus in the middle of the storm. My God, that'll preach. Don't wake him up. You understand what I'm saying? We're in the boat. Oh, my God. Don't you know we're going to perish? What do people do? We're going to perish. He don't care. He's sleeping. Can you imagine the disciples? Oh, he don't care. Look at Jesus. He don't give a rip. He's over there sleeping. Look at you. I can hear him snoring. Jesus snoring. Well, you, y'all, he don't care about us. He didn't, but he tells us going to the side, and they all blah, 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 claim, claim. And one brave soul thought they were going to be cool and wake him up and be like, I'll be the one to tell him what's going on. Hey, Jesus, don't you know? He said, why, why you got no faith? Can you weather the storm? in the boat with the people around you? Or do you got to start building up? A, a, I'm telling you now, you got to look around you. Now, I tell you this stuff, you think I'm kidding. If there's unbelief in the row of church I'm sitting in, I'm moving my seat. You're affecting my atmosphere. Look, I'm going to tell you why. Let me give you this. I'm going to let you go, right? You don't sit where I sit. I see some of these people. During work, you know, we worship, ooh, we worship God. Ooh, Jesus. You got these people like that. Yeah, okay. I don't worship nothing. Worshiping in there, like, oh, Jesus, you're awesome. You got somebody over here, ooh, crying, tears running down their eyes. They got both hands in the air. They laying on the floor, prostrate. You got, you got brother, 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 no sense over there. He nonsense. I ain't worshiping nothing. I ain't going to go. I ain't going to do it. You don't think he's affecting that atmosphere? He ain't affecting their atmosphere, but he'll affect your atmosphere if you're around him. Kick him out the boat. I don't blame him. I would have threw Jonah off the boat, too. That's funny. <laughs> I would have threw, threw Jonah off the boat, too. You're jacking up my life. You need to get off the boat. Get out of here. Well, you know, I should have been obeying God, but I didn't. So I paid the fare, and I got in the boat to get out of here. Well, guess what? Your ticket's punched. Get out of here. I don't care if you paid the ticket. You're getting off. You know, as a kid, you took, um, you took the ferry. We took the kids. I never forget this. We took these kids, and we went to the Staten Island Ferry, you know, and you get on a ferry, and you go to New York City because I was in New Jersey, you know, and sometimes you would take the boat over. And one time I was going to work, and I took the boat over, you know, and I always thought, I was like, you paying this ticket to get on this boat, and we had these, we brought stuff with us one time, these tools and stuff. We had all this stuff because we had to go to New York. We were going to Javits Center. There's a Jacob Javits Center. There's a huge center, and they do shows and trade shows and stuff. And I never forget, we had, like, toolboxes and all this crazy stuff. We're bringing on this boat. I'm like, these people are going to think we're crazy. They're like, no, nah, you paid for the ticket. They don't care what you bring on there. I was like, all right. So we brought this little work box. We did our thing. We got on the thing. You sure be. They didn't care about nothing. It's, you paid the ticket. You know, Jonah paid the ticket to get on the boat, but guess what? He was, he was a bad seed in the whole deal, and he had to get off. They threw him overboard. Now, listen, I'm not trying to tell you to go throwing people. Now, watch somebody going to say, Pastor Chris, I kicked so-and-so out the house. I ain't putting you in no hotel for the week. Just chill. Here's my deal. Who on your, in your boat do you have to get calm before you're going to be able to make it through this storm? Yeah, I, I, I got a story for you. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to mention names, but this is a true story. True story. And I, I got to be careful because some of you know what I'm talking about. My, 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 my buddy's father was in the plane, and the little plane was getting ready to crash. And I don't freak out all you flying people. And, and he was with a great man of God. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Leave it alone. And uh, he told me the story. I was like, what happened? And he showed me the scars he had and everything. Everybody lived, but it was kind of crazy. They were falling out the sky. And, you know, he's kind of an assertive kind of guy, and, he, you know, he kind of, he said, I was freaking out, man. You're falling out the sky, man. This ain't, this ain't funny. And he said, I started barking orders, you know, because my military kind of kicked in. And the preacher looked at him and said, let me explain something. There's only one captain on this ship, and it's me. Be quiet. 
and he calmed the whole thing. And he said, literally, with that moment, everything calm. We crashed. People got hurt, but nobody died. We should have been dead. Everybody should have been dead. Now, that's not God's best, but here's what I'm saying. When things are getting frantic all around you, somebody's got to take the helm, man. And I know what happens. You got to try to get all the little ducks in a row of peace when you're facing some storms in your house, in your business, in your life. You know, you got brother so-and-so, he's wringing his hands before the meeting even started. You got to speak stillness to the storms of life, but you got to speak stillness to the people with you in the boat. My God in heaven, that'll preach. Did you get that? Because these people's nervous, nilly stuff is rubbing off on you and making you unsure of where you're going. Don't be bringing me your nervousness. Because your nervousness isn't going to help me make it through the storm of life. Listen, there's only one captain of this ship. Some of you got to go home and get some order in your house. Say, listen, honey, I love you, but there's only one captain of the ship, and it's me. We're in agreement, and let's go. Some of you got to go get them kids in line. You, you know, I'm 20 years, I live in house. Well, hush your mouth. Unless you pay the bills around here, you got to get in line. It's time to get some peace in the midst of your boat before you're ever going to make it through the storms of life. I know some of you are like, well, I can't kick them over the side of the boat. Well, then let's start preaching faith to the people within the boat so we could push through the storms that we may face in life. I don't know. That blessed me. I hope it blessed you. I know it blessed me. Because I want to know this. I'm going to have to make sure that if I want to push through the storms in my life, I'm going to have to keep the right atmosphere around me. It might be time to start looking at some people in your life and giving them the opportunity to really start speaking into them to help them understand how to be peace, be still in the storms of life. Sometimes, it might not just be what we're facing, but who we're facing it with. Look at your boat. Tell Jonah, hey, Jonah, you better go get right with God before you go on the next boat trip. I don't need to be sitting in the ocean. I just talked to somebody today. Listen to this, right? They were telling me something that's really good story. They said, we, we would go out and go, now listen, I've been in 180 feet of water. That's almost 200 feet of water. They said we got deeper than 600, and we used electric reels to drop down where we were going. They know who I'm talking about. How many of you know that's a whole new level of depth that I've seen, okay? Now, why am I saying that? Because you want to know what? If you're in a boat, you got to go that much further out you can't have no rookie sea people with you, man. I'm not bringing no first-time rider. Six hours straight out into the middle of nowhere. You see what I'm saying? So this is what I'm saying. Some of you are like, well, praise God, let's go on a day trip. And you're like buzzing out in the middle of nowhere. They ain't ready for them waves. They ain't ready for this storm. They ain't ready for it. Halfway out, they're going to be freaking out. Get us out of here. Get the boat ready for the journey. Get, now what's that mean? Ah, Pastor Chris, I don't know. Get your house ready. Get your grandkids ready. Get your family ready. Storms are going to come. Storms are going to come. But guess what? Baby, when it comes, ding, 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 ding. Instead of going, oh, God, make it go. Oh, God, make it go away. Oh, God, make it go away. Say, hey, it's promotion time. This is what we've been waiting for. Grab the spot you got to grab and let's get ready. It might get a little rough, but hang on, honey. We've been ready for this. Speaking the word and believing and praying in the Holy Ghost and saying what, what the boss say, okay, getting in the ghost and doing what you got to want. Because even though the storm of life is coming, I've been prepared for the storm. 
And I got my boat ready and everybody in it ready to go to face the journey that we're facing in life. I want you to know this, just like I started, storms are coming. Storms are coming, no matter what. But if you build your house upon the rock, you're going to make it. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that you're moving supernaturally in their life. I thank you, Lord, for blessing them, keeping them, watching over them, being there for them. And I thank you, Lord, that you move supernaturally in every single area. Father, we thank you and we bless your holy name in Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you for your goodness, giving us the strength to make it through the storm. And let us check the people around us and give them the strength to make it through the storm. We don't want to throw nobody over the boat. Sounds cute, but no, we don't want nobody missing it. We just want to make sure we're ready for what you have for us. So we're going to speak to the storm, but we're also going to speak life to the people around us so they're ready for the journey to go with us. Whatever level of agreement we need, we know we're going to get it from your word. We know whatever we face, we can overcome because of your faithfulness to us. We bless your holy name and we magnify the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said amen. Listen, I love you guys. God bless you. Come on, we're getting ready to keep pressing. I'm going to see you Sunday morning. And I promise you this, 9 o'clock, 10.30 live. 9 is online and 10.30. But you can also get the app, download the app, because I want you to have the Chris Sarno Ministries app, because the more we do, the more we're going to be directing you to the insight that's there. I need you to download it, and I need you to share this message today and share the app. Share it everywhere you go. Why? Because we want you to go to one concise training modular. We are going to help you. If you're on the boat with us, we're going to train you to be ready to get your what? We're going to get you ready for the storms of life. We're doing it through the tools of the ministry. So we love you. We can't wait to see you. And we want you to know this. Even though the storms are coming, you got the ability to overcome them because you got the word of God and faith in the word of God in your mouth. Promise you this, life's never going to be the same again. Just keep pressing in and you're going to see it come to pass. We love you and God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.